Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you can join us. But before we get into the word, let us take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for the joy that you've given us, Lord, and that our joy is complete in you. And Lord, we also just thank you that we can share this joy and the love that you've placed inside of us with everybody who's around us, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for giving us the light to be in the darkness, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that we can be a part of your plan, Lord, and go out into the word, into the world as you, Lord, as your body. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we press on in the Word and in our study of the book of Acts, study and discussion. We are still in chapter 17, and this morning we are going to cover verses 16 through 34. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of Scripture, please? I'll read for today, honey. All right, honey, honey. Okay, it says, Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw the city was given over to idols. Therefore he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and with the Gentile worshipers, and in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. Now certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered him. And some said, What does this babbler want to say? Others said, He seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods, because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine is of which you speak, and you are bringing, uh, for you are bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things mean. For all the Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, him I proclaim to you, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in the temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring." Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think of to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by the art and men's 
man's devising. Truly, these things of these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, We will hear you again on this matter. So Paul departed from among them. However, some men joined him and believed. Among them, Dionysius, the Aeropagite, a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Amen. So, as is our custom, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you may have. So, who would like to begin? Um, I'll begin. All right, Charles. One thing, um, one thing that the Lord was showing me here is that if we look at the side of um, verse 17, it says that Paul was both preaching to Jews and the Gentiles. Um, but we have seen inside of previous chapters where it said Paul was going to the Gentiles. That's who he was sent to. And I find it interesting that just the mercy of the Lord. He didn't completely cast off the Jews for saying, you didn't hear me this once and now you're all going to regret this. But he still gave them an opportunity to come back to him and to have an understanding and a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So, and also with that, um, Another thing that I found interesting was that with Paul, he didn't spend too much time trying to minister to a certain group that he forgot the other, but he did as the Lord willed him to do it. And he was in perfect step with him so that way he could be in the Lord's plan. Amen. Mm -hmm. Actually, you find whether it's Berea or a number of places, right? Where does he still go when he arrives there? First. The The synagogue synagogue of the Jews. Okay. He goes there first and then also goes into the marketplaces and wherever else the Lord sends him or leads him, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's also where others, right, of the synagogue or, or those that were chasing him, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, from place to place would go and meet others and try to stir up mobs and others to attack him or attempt to discredit him or whatever the case is. But he would go there first. Yes. So, interesting things to point out. But I also enjoy here that you were focusing on. He always focused on the Lord, no matter where he was, to do his will. Because that last section of Scripture... um, from the previous uh, episodes, right? Verses 14 and 15 talks about how Paul was sent to this place, right? To Athens. While he, while sending instruction and, and the, the Bereans were helping to get Silas and Timothy out, right? Yes. So no matter where Paul went, He was focused on the Lord and what the Lord, through Holy Spirit, was showing and revealing to him. He never stopped doing the work of the Lord, no matter where he was or what persecution he faced. He just focused on the Lord. So much so that, well, look at, I mean, if we look here, 
It was, and this is just in, in the first few verses, right? While he was waiting for Silas and Timothy, right? His spirit was provoked because he's looking at all these idols that they're serving. But then it says he reasoned in the synagogue, again, in the synagogue first, right? Reasoning is, hey, let's discuss this. Let's discuss these things, but also to help them not be taken away by worshiping other idols. It goes all the way back, I mean, commandment of the Lord, but even with Balaam, right? Yes. It's essentially what was taught. So he's providing the same instruction. And then he also reasons with Gentile worshipers in the marketplace. Anyone who happened to be there. But he was just in tune with the with the Lord and what the Lord was showing, continually showing and revealing to him. And it's no different for us. That's just how we need to walk with the Lord. Regardless of where we find ourselves, where the Lord sends us or brings us, there's a plan, there's a purpose, there are opportunities, both for us, but for others to come into relationship with the Lord. Will we be willing to listen and hear how the Spirit is leading? Second mm-hmm. Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 2 says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Amen. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. So um, as, as people of God, the word of God is written on their heart and continually being written for the purpose that when the Holy Spirit wants to move and inspire us to speak or his, to share his word with others, we're ready and prepared to do so and to accurately represent and convey and speak the word that the Lord is speaking to us to convey to them. And and I want to point this out, I feel, I sense that this needs to be pointed out. Because this is also how the Lord, right, who is our Heavenly Father, He knows how to communicate to His children. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But let's also look at what's happening here with Paul. He's showing Paul various things to include, yes, of course, the, the sin, the idolatry, and, and the number of idols that they have. Why? So he can tell him what to say and make it specific, the message that is of the Lord, tailored to them, specific to them, and where they're at. Paul wasn't from this area, right? Yes. But because of how the Holy Spirit leading and how he was willing to listen to everything that the Holy Spirit said, well, much is revealed that, well, let's look at, I mean, we just read about what happened, but he's brought even to all these philosophers, the leaders of the day, thought leaders of the day. But you also see the trend and the pattern with how they, I'll say, moved or functioned or operated in their day-to-day things. And, uh, let me and by that, I mean like how the, the world operates. They're always looking for the the new thing, right? The new revelation, the new whatever for the day. So I want to read First Corinthians chapter 9 to go along with what you're saying. And uh, let's see, verses 19 through 23. It says, For though I am free 
from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might Mm. win the more. And to the Jews, I became as a Jew that I might win Jews to those who are under the law as under the law that I might win those who are under the law to those who are without law as without law, not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ that I might win those who are without law to the weak. I became as weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake that I may be partaker of it with you. And so as you're, you're talking about this, these people were in a different place and, and Paul was a Roman. Mm -hmm. So he knew about idolatry I mean, there's all, Rome is full of idolatry, based on idolatry. Um, There's idolatry in Israel. And then, so for the the Grecian um, idolatry, it's not a a surprise, right? No. He shouldn't have naturally been surprised by this because this is what was commonplace everywhere. Everybody was worshiping idols. Um, Right, but what I'm saying is how how they worship, what they worship specifically. No, no, no. And yes, baby, I'm agreeing with you. and I was just, as I was looking at this, so he wasn't surprised, but as you said, the Lord was highlighting to them where they were, but also saying their heart is open. This to the unknown God. You guys have heard me say this before. When our heart is open to God in any way, he can use that. And being judgmental of folks on the outside, if I'm looking at you because you don't look right or everything is not perfect in your life, and then I try to use my own self-righteous judgment towards someone else and I condemn them, then I'll miss the opportunity of Christ, the opportunity Holy Spirit wants to move to bring restoration and reconciliation to himself or to the Lord Jesus Christ of the people that are set before us. So Paul, instead of getting indignant in his flesh mm-hmm. and then he didn't run through and burn down the town and, you know, He didn't burn up, down Athens? He didn't do it. Right. And, and cut up and act the... I would say act the fool, but act crazy. And pardon my language, that's a colloquialism. But he didn't go out, depart from the nature of Christ that had already been instilled in him and that is being cultivated and continually developed. He didn't depart from that because he saw something that provoked him. And interesting, remember, um, be quick to hear, slow Mm -hmm. to speak, and slow to wrath because the wrath of man does not produce what? righteousness of God. Okay, so the other ones were going in the wrath of man, thinking they're doing God a favor, and really they're doing the work of the adversary. But as Paul was provoked, and we see the difference of when the Holy Spirit is moving and when the devil is moving and moving Mm -hmm. through someone's flesh. The Holy Spirit was moving through Paul's spirit. And so, yes, he was stirred up on the inside, but not provoked to murderous things, but he was provoked to produce and he acted with Holy Spirit. So therefore it was able to produce the righteousness of God. And as he was learning and observing and just quietly before the Lord, he didn't start screaming that first moment, Oh my gosh. And, you know, pulling his hair out and pulling their hair out and acting up, but he listened to Holy Spirit. And then when it was time, he spoke the word and released what Holy Spirit had for him to say, because that's how the Holy Spirit wants to operate. But if he had just ran off, been emotionally driven because he didn't like it and he knew it was wrong. Yes, idolatry is wrong. But if I murder you and for the sake of keeping you from, from worshiping, idolatry, I, right. I, have I kept the word? Did, did I honor God in my actions? 
How was it demonstrated? Exactly. I I, I become just a, a, a sinful person as the one I was trying to correct. But if I listen with the Lord, I'm also able to learn and observe for my own personal correction, Amen. but also to help um, lead the other ones to repentance. Through the love of God, it's the goodness of God that draws men unto repentance. Mm-hmm. So um, the 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 thought of what you were saying darling i just i just wanted to share that yeah it was just i love how he says as i was walking around your your thing and considering right like mm-hmm. um as verse 23 i was passing through and considering the objects of your worship right like mm-hmm. well considering is just not not to engage in it but thinking about it, why would why would you worship all these things and vice the one True and living God. Mm-hmm. And no doubt that, you know, that took him through a various time frame because if he had looked at this as a Pharisee, mm-hmm. because idolatry, like I said, is everywhere. This wasn't a surprise. He did. It wasn't that he didn't know what gods were being worshipped in in Greece or like that it was something right. different, much different than the Romans. They just called them by different names. It was the same, the same idolatry that they were seeing, you know, in mm-hmm. Israel and various places. Because if you were around the Romans, you saw their little dolls or whatever they had or whatever. And even some of the Jewish people were doing those kind of things. Every Jewish person was not following the law. So he wasn't surprised, but I'm, I'm sure looking at it like, man, when I saw this in the, with the eyes of a Pharisee, I looked at this totally differently. He would have gone away and, you know what I mean? Huh, you know, <laughs> snatched his, his, um, his little garment around his, his neck and said, oh, these filthy mm-hmm. pagans and gone his way or whatever and judged them differently. But now with the love of Christ flowing through him and the spirit of the living God, he sees them differently. And it's like, man, Lord, wow, look, where did you bring me from? Look at all this. And now I'm seeing this in such a different light than before. It's something, it means something totally different to him. And it's an opportunity to reconcile and restore versus exclude and condemn. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's also doing it while he's waiting. So in there, there's also the scripture says, redeem the time, mm-hmm. right? For the days are evil. But here, so here he is, he's waiting on, I'll say, well, um, Silas and Timothy, right? His fellow workers. His fellow workers. In the ministry. Mm-hmm. Exactly, in the ministry. But he's not just waiting. He's not just sitting around twiddling his thumbs or hiding out. He is still being led by the Lord in the place and in the community where he finds himself mm-hmm. for the kingdom. And he's not being unfruitful or unproductive mm-hmm. for the kingdom. And and just a, a side note, the Areopagus was a particular area, also called Mars Hill. Mm-hmm. It was somewhere that they went to have like court kind of things and judging things. And um, the people that were there were sitting around, you know, listening to judge and make their opinion on certain matters or this, that, and the other. But it was a place that he went to, a location, um, not another town. It was like um, it was a, a hill or something inside of Athens that he went to um, versus a totally separate place. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he may not have been anticipating that he was going to preach just yet because he was still waiting, but that's the point of being ready in season and out. So whenever Holy Spirit speaks, you're ready to just obey. Because we are all called to be sent people wherever the Lord would send us mm-hmm. to say what he says to say, to do what he says to do, how and when he says to say it and do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, 
I'm bringing that up because I, I think we can, way we can all learn, but we can also be encouraged by this. Yes. Absolutely. Just because the Lord sends you to a place, it's not only to, I'll say, escape or to get away or, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's not to separate yourself from the Lord and, and the work of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's to hear the the Lord all the more clearly, right? Isn't that what Jesus did? Yeah. He, he got away to hear the Lord more clearly. And then he would look up and people found him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and there he was ministering they again. They spotted him and, you know, he, he didn't run from them and like, you know, hot-footed out of there. He went and ministered to the people as the Holy Spirit provided opportunity. Amen. Well, there's a lot in there. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the multiple opportunities you give us to preach your gospel, Lord, to share with others the good things that we found in you, Lord, the love that we find in you, God. We thank you for your help and your encouragement through your Holy Spirit, Lord, and your prompting. We thank you for the gifts that you've equipped each and every one of us with, Lord, to fulfill the ministry that you have for us, Lord, and we just thank you for this time together in the Word. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.